glory to God. Hallelujah. How great is our God. That all will see and know how great, how great is, is our God. And how appropriate and timely for this season in our history. Where the hearts of many are fainting still. And that spirit of fear that God has so warned us about has no longer been creeping in, but boldly has barged into the lives of so many that profess Christ. How great is our God! How great is our God! Greater than sickness, greater than fears, greater than lack. How great is our God! That all would see and know how great, how great is our God. He has the name that is above every other name. Hallelujah. The name that is worthy of all praise. It's worthy of your praise and mine. Therefore we have come gathered in his name to worship him. To lift him up. To lift up the name of Jesus. Knowing that it's the name of Yeshua that has lifted us. And we declare it again. How great is our God. Oh, would you declare it right where you are in your home, in your living room, in your space, in your vehicle. And even us here declaring how great is our God. Would you sing with me how great, how great is our God, that all would see how great, how great is the Lord. Well, here we are in this fourth week of Advent. In just a few days before we acknowledge openly as a nation and, uh, and as the world, I acknowledge to one degree or another that this is the Christmas season and for the religious folks, as many would say in the secular arena, for the religious folks, it is the acknowledgement or the acknowledging of the birth of Christ. Hallelujah. I thank be to God that men and women all over acknowledge that unto us a child was born. Hallelujah. We enter in with thanksgiving. We come into the presence of God with praises. I encourage, invite you to lift your voice on this Sunday afternoon and sing the songs of Zion. Sing the songs of praises. Would you lift your voice and let us sing yet again. Hallelujah.
what a sobering time of the year this is. But we pause in this festive time and acknowledge those that have gone before us into eternity and just acknowledge those that are wrestling as we all do to varying degrees. But God has ordained, called, and established each one of us that we make a mark on this earth that will not ever be erased. And as we hold on to him tenaciously, he will fulfill that despite what comes our way. Intentionally choose that rendering of Silent Night, a young lady whose life was so briefly interrupted and cut off. We live in a time in our history, in this developed world, a nation of ours, where senseless death are occurring, senseless crimes. But you know as well as I do that sin, though, make no sense. But I'm encouraged. That what we do for Christ will last. Hallelujah. When we allow the Spirit of God to touch others through us, it will go on. You may not be around to hear it, but you can rest assured that what's done for Christ goes the distance, continues to minister, to touch hearts and to touch lives. Our God is faithful. It's in the scriptures of that we find in the Luke's gospel. It reminds us, uh, as it pertains to this season in the year of the birth of Christ, it says in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God. Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. He was sent a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. He was of the house of David. And the virgin name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this may be. The 30th verse of this first chapter of Luke went on to state, And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, hallelujah, and of his kingdom, they shall be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, 
and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. Hallelujah. And she is now in the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Praise God. Hallelujah. Has God spoken a word to you and over you? A word that may seem impossible to come to fruition. Such a word was spoken. Hallelujah. Such a word was given in this context. When all hope seemingly was gone for a nation, for a people. When the promise seems to be so far adrift. God. The creator of the heavens and the earth is still able to act. And he does. And said, and he does. The angel of the Lord came to this damsel. It's amazing how our God chooses to work, isn't it? In a time of history where women was marginalized, were more likely told to be seen and not heard. God, who has made all people equal, hallelujah, chose to work through such ones. First, there was that of Elizabeth. She was barren, not able to produce. We can read at length about her predicament and what she's experienced. But the God who watches over he sits high, as the old folks would say, and he looks low. There is nothing that goes undetected by his eyes. The eyes, the searching eyes of our God, and the ear of our God that is inclined to the faintest of cries of his people. He chooses to work through in the fullness of time. Elizabeth has cried out to God so often, desiring to be brought out of this predicament of shame, of barrenness. Medically, it seemingly was impossible. And over the years, she only grew older. So one may want to consider, based on her age now, it was definitely impossible. But your God and mine, who majors in the impossibilities, Hallelujah. He is still uh, at work, uh, even in your life. Elizabeth, who wants to hear from such a barren woman? But God, our God, sent Gabriel, sent the one who reflects his strength, and spoke to Zechariah, and spoke such a word to Elizabeth. And now Elizabeth 
as verse 38 in Luke's gospel picks it up. The word of God says, And behold, your relative Elizabeth, now in her old age, have you noted that? In her years beyond childbearing, has conceived a son, and she's already in her sixth month. Hallelujah. Ain't no miscarriaging taking place here. She's already in her sixth month. She who was called barren. I'm here this afternoon, my brothers and sisters, to put you in remembrance that the word that God has declared over your life is still operational. That word is still going to come to fruition despite what it may have appeared to have been or presently is. Because with God, nothing is impossible. Elizabeth, she who was known to be barren, is now miraculously with child. Verse 37, can you say it with me? For nothing will be impossible with God. Can you declare it over your life? For nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing. I draw strength from that. Just look around during this season of pandemic. When everything seemingly wants to take on uh, that picture of barrenness. When men and women seemingly are running in fear. When it seems as though the work of God is on the great constraints. I'm here to remind you as I remind myself uh, that God is at work. Uh, he declared, I will build my church uh, and no gates of hell would be able to prevail against it. Uh, and therefore you and I can declare for nothing will be impossible with God. With God. Mary, upon hearing such, don't you love her response in the 38th verse? Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let it be to me according to your word. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. My sisters and brothers, she had everything in the natural that was up against her. She was on the brink of being considered an outcast. Being dethroned to someone and now to be found with child. And at the tender age as a teen, she heard the voice of the angel of the Lord. Fear not. She heard the voice of the angel of the Lord. You have found favor with God. I'm here this afternoon to remind you, child of the Lord, uh, that you have found favor with God. Uh, yes, you have found favor with God. Uh, that situation that you thought was going to destroy you uh, has not been able to. You are still standing, uh, but by the grace and the favor of God, uh, you have found favor with God. It's amidst the impossibilities that God's favor shines. In the midst of the pain physically, the favor of God is sustaining you. In the midst of a marriage that need be better, it's brought you headache and pain. 
You have found favor. It's God who shows up in those situations that seems to be so impossible to declare that which is possible, not through man, but through him. You found favor. Don't fear. How should you then respond? Well, would to God that you would respond like Mary. God has declared that that which was meant for evil, he is at work turning it around for his glory and your good. There's no times for but. You have found favor with God. That's why Christ came. Because God looked down through the eons of time and saw you. And you and each and every one of us. You are well aware of as I am of our sinful nature and of our need for a savior. God has made it possible that Christ is our savior. Be it. To me, according to your word, and the angel, come on, say it with me, and the angel departed from her. When God speaks a word, by faith, you and I have to hold on to it. The angel did not stick around. The angel of the Lord did not show up amidst a crowd of people declaring this to Mary. Can you imagine Mary trying to explain to others what has transpired? Who would believe in the natural? It's impossible. Can you imagine even the word that came to Elizabeth and to her husband of what God was going to do? Can you imagine at their age trying to explain that away? Who told you that? An angel of the Lord? He has a name. I think it's Gabriel. Well, where is he now? I don't know. But this I do know. That the word of God has been declared over me. And I'm holding tenaciously to it. Hallelujah. I'm here this afternoon, woman of God, man of God, to put you in remembrance of what God has already declared over your life. Despite all hell may have come against you, you are still here to fulfill the purposes of God, the call of God upon your life. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. It's in our broken state that he shows himself strong. Is in our weak state, our sinful state that he cleans us up. Oh, people of God, hear the word of God. Let us lift up our voices and let us sing the songs of Zion. Oh, lift up your hearts. Oh, lift up your voice. This Christmas, don't let it be like the others. Already God has allowed some things to fall into play. That this Christmas, like the last, has been different from all the others. And it ought to be because God is doing a new thing. And he's trying to bring us out of our barren state into that of life and fruitfulness to the praise of his glory. Oh, lift up your hearts and lift up your voices. Ransom.
rejoice. Rejoice. What we do for Christ goes the distance. It's not too late for you and for me to refocus. People of God, rejoice. Rejoice in Emmanuel. Rejoice. It is God who always calls us to rejoice in the darkest of times. It is God who always challenges us to burst forth with singing in the most difficult times.